podcasting from Fort Collins, Colorado. This is Startup FOCO, podcast episode two. I'm your host, Vanessa Pagan, gearing up for the 2018 Techstars Startup Week Fort Collins. In this pre-event episode, we have six guests from the Art Up Week and music communities of Fort Collins, ranging the gamut from graphic novels to sold-out concerts. Let's get into the interviews. So I've got Chris Bates on the line. He is a local artist from Fort Collins, and he owns MightyFineArt.org. Hi, Chris. How's it going? It's going great. I want to ask you a little bit about what you hope people get out of Startup Week. I just really hope that I've got to be part of one way or the other the last couple of years. I think it's just a great opportunity for people to kind of broaden their horizons, um, meet new people, kind of get some plans going forward, forward on their business ventures, creative ventures, and a chance to collaborate and kind of up your game on whatever you're trying to do in life. Awesome. And you're doing a session with collaboration. Can you talk a little bit about what you hope the attendees of your session gets? Maybe just from my side, just one person's view on how to kind of build a local business by involving people in your creative process, how to take your talents and meld them with others to create things that are greater than could be accomplished otherwise, and, and the benefits of in such a, like a personal ego-driven career such as music and arts and, and theater and how to kind of use that to your advantage to work with other people to, to create bigger and better things. Awesome. That sounds like what is a piece of advice that you would like to share from your experience as an artist? I think over the last decade of working trying to become a more and more successful visual artist is to find a nice balance between really pushing hard to make things happen and putting yourself in situations and letting things happen. Um, Also just preparing yourself for the opportunities as they come and just being ready to say yes by setting like your own personal guidelines and things that you want to see happen for yourself in your career and your life and situating yourself in positions to make those things happen for you. As a local Fort Collins native, could you talk a little bit about the vision that you hope Fort Collins has for its future and five, maybe 10 years? I'd really like to see the creative community come together even more than it has to kind of leverage their, I don't know if power is the correct word, but leverage their influence, I guess, on the community to really show and understand their value as it stands culturally and also financially and monetarily. And then just have that kind of boil over to have the decision makers, the people that work within the city and the community at large kind of reflect that that value as well. So with the, the creative community that we have right now is able to live and work here and innovate and be strong and stay in a town that's been growing more and more expensive and, and difficult to stay in for people in the creative community but that have a lot to offer. Awesome. Is there anyone that you would like to recognize for their hard work in the local Fort Collins community? Man, there's there's a ton of people. I mean, I guess the kind of the people that really stand out to me, uh, Todd Simmons is someone that's been working in their creative community through Wolverine Farms and publishing and really kind of on the literary side. But now that he has a space, it's real solid. And he's just doing so much for meeting space and comedy and spoken word and, and authors and whatever he can. He's always a willing person that really is there to push things forward. So, I mean, and the, like a person within like the city that I just really respect is uh, Jean Show. She was previously running the Lincoln Center. She's done stuff at uh, the SC MOA, and she's just I feel like an underutilized, huge advocate for the arts, and has been in this town for for a long, long time. Don Putney 
through with Art Lab and Toolbox Creative. It's also someone that's just always been trying new things and, and really gets it as far as how to operate within the creative community and how to try to raise the, the level of business intelligence and acumen in the, with creatives and how to work with them and get them to really light a fire under their under themselves to just be better at what they do. Awesome. All right, Chris, this was the whole thing. Awesome. Thanks a bunch. All right. All right, take care. Good luck. On the line, I have James Lopez, who is the station manager of KRFC. He's a former copywriter and marketer who's worked for nonprofits and for-profit companies. He's also a full-time performing magician. Hi, James. Hi. Thanks for being on the line here. So this is Fort Collins Startup Week. There's going to be like 130 sessions. What would you say is something you hope an attendee gets out of this entire week? Well, just like last year, um, you know, the Fort Collins Startup Week really focuses on creatives and the, you know, creative industry. So really what I what I hope for, for people to get out of Startup Week is to feel inspired um, and to feel like that they can be not only creative, but can figure out, you know, a, a way to support themselves in those creative endeavors, uh, whether that be through like partnerships or figuring out how to, you know, convert whatever they do into some sort of profitable thing. It's, you know, just, just a nice week to come together and inspire each other to, to continue to do what we want to do. And, and find the money to do it. Awesome. And Friday, March 2nd, from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., there's going to be podcasting at KRFC. Can you talk a little bit about what you hope attendees get from that day? Sure. So here at KRFC, uh, we're the local northern Colorado um, and Fort Collins community radio station. And one of the things that we really wanted to focus on in 2018 is helping develop the voice of northern Colorado. So really kind of inspiring people to do amazing things with their um, stories and to connect with their communities. And one of the ways that we thought of doing that was through podcasting. So during that day, we're actually going to be talking about and discussing the KRC Podcasting Network, uh, which will eventually be a tool that people can use to come in and produce their own podcasts and shows to share. And so for the whole entire day, what we'll be focusing on is teaching everybody the ins and outs of podcasting. So everything from uh, you know how to produce a show, how to develop a show, to how to edit your show, and then get it ready for distribution. The goal is to basically introduce people to the resources that we have at KRFC, introduce them to you know podcasting in general, and uh, hopefully get them you know sharing their stories. That's great. I, I have a big proponent of KRFC, and I'm really excited about the opportunities that you have for podcasting in the Fort Collins community. James, you have quite a a, a rich background of experience. If you could share with us one key nugget of insight that you've learned from your personal experience, what would you share with us? Oh, man, it is all about your network. The main thing that you can do, you know, that I've learned in in the last, like, you know, decade, decade and a half that I've been working is try to be a connector, right? Try to connect people that, you know, and, and fit needs and services with wants and desires, uh, you know, most of the work that I've gotten over the last, you know, 10, 15 years hasn't been because of my experience. It's been because I've looked out for other people and they, you know, in return have looked out for me. So it's been super awesome to develop this. Oh, and it's a super diverse uh, network, too. You know, don't stick in one uh, specific area. Make sure that you spread out across, you know, multiple studies and, you know, and professions and everything, because, you know, once you create that diverse network, if anything is ever to happen to you, you're flexible enough to move around. Um, And that's, you know, the biggest lesson that I ever learned uh, in anything that I've ever done. Thank you for sharing. So we've talked a little bit about 
the voice of Fort Collins and about having a wide and diverse network. Could you share a little bit about the vision that you have for the future of Fort Collins? Yeah, so one of the things that I have worked on a lot and a lot of my friends and I constantly discuss is that even though Fort Collins feels like a small town and even though Northern Colorado feels quite small, it still feels very um, aggregated and very segregated. So there's pockets of communities everywhere that aren't connecting with each other. So uh, even though you know a lot of people share the same interests, they can still feel isolated and lonely. And one of the things that I would love to do is see Fort Collins in Northern Colorado become uh, these like incubators and hubs that connect people you know, um, physically connect people digitally and gets, you know, people with similar interests who feel like they're, you know, alone or don't have anybody there uh, connecting with them and, and just building this whole entire large support system based on, you know, passions and fandoms and desires. That's a great goal. If there was someone that you could acknowledge for their hard work in the Fort Collins and Northern Colorado community, who would you want to give a shout out to? You know, of course, one of the biggest one is, is Andrew Schneider. You know, he, he really has been super passionate about everything that he, you know, does and tries to make this connection and these community developments happen. Um, another person is Nathan Scott, one of my personal mentors that he taught me it's all about your network and it's all about building those connections and, and relationships. And uh, Maya Jarum, who is the volunteer coordinator at KRFC, uh, she's done a fantastic job of building a strong network as well and really knows how to connect resources and get people together. Uh, so those three people, you know, have really, I think, made a huge impact, at least on me, um, if not the Northern Colorado community in general. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. James, I hope to see you face to face during the podcasting at KRFC day. And that is our call. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you so much. You got it. Talk soon, James. Bye. All right. Take right Bye. I'm on the line with Kit Baker, who is a writer and arts administrator for Create Places. Hi, Kit. Hi. Thanks for being here. You are having uh, two sessions during Startup Week on Wednesday, February 28th at 10.30 a.m., arting up musicals and operas. New tools, new context, new opportunities. And the second session is at 2.30 that same day, arting up science, new directions in cross-discipline collaborations. Can you tell us a little bit about what you hope attendees would get out of your sessions? Yeah, well, I think uh, for both sessions, Andrew Schneider, who's the force behind Startup Week, uh, shared a story about someone who attended last year. And she had an idea for a new business and a new startup that really didn't know where to take it. It was sort of kind of just uh, simmering somewhere without really much happening. And then she managed to make all these connections and new, kind of build her network during Startup Week. And now she's launched it. So generally speaking, I think that's really what I want to offer opportunities for people to really find the people and resources they need to realize their projects, uh, primarily artistic. Uh, individually, I think the art and science panel really addresses the possibilities in Fort Collins. We already have a very active startup scene with all the research that's coming out of the CSU. And then with all these new companies being created like Spire and which is keeping Fort Collins on the cutting edge of, of innovation. And so I'm, I'm really interested in hearing what the mayor says. And, uh, and there's a playwright who's just written a play about the kind of science and mythology of dirt, which I think is fascinating. And then we also have on the panel someone who worked in the Rockies Ventures Club who can actually trace the steps that somebody needs to take to actually start up their own project. So I'm very excited about that, you know, plugging into 
what what are clearly Fort Collins strengths, long established strengths in, in science and providing kind of like the rising role of arts as an interpreter of science to the public. That's a particularly interesting strand. And then with the musicals and opera, there's a lot going on in that field. Musicals are, if anything, more popular than ever. And you have a lot of artists who are actually taking new approaches to musical beyond Broadway. I mean, Broadway it's still important, but there are so many other possibilities these days, especially with the rise of digital media and VR. And we have a real, a real range of people. We have the presenter at Lincoln Center, uh, Jack Rogers, who's been working in theater and music theater for 24 years and brings in musicals. And he's got a really interesting slant on both the established musicals and the new stuff. And then we're bringing up a Chimney Choir, which is actually a band in Denver that create these experiences really that really are you can't really define them they're concerts they're interactive performances a puppetry ritual so really looking at what bands can do to in a way expand the concert experience into musical and opera and so i think that that's i would be really happy if people came out of there and said wow i can do so much more with my band or my company and incorporating music in a way, and again, that addresses a known strength of Fort Collins in music. That's great that you're able to put these together, because the intersection of the performing arts and science and technology means that the reach that we can have in Fort Collins is exponential. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and, and I think with uh, with Fort Collins Rise, I mean, I was born here and then went away for a long time, lived in London, New York, uh, Berlin. You know, Fort Collins does have this international prominence that was kind of what was there all the time, but but never really having that kind of, in a way, that international brand it has now. So uh, the, the the possibilities are exciting. We just have to think in new ways to look to non-traditional sources of the support that artists need and scientists need to actually get their work out into the public and get it to be effective. That's great. So as someone who has seen Fort Collins grow and change, can you tell us a little bit about what you hope the future of Fort Collins looks like? Yeah, I, I, I have a you know very strong interest in the arts. That's what I've devoted my career to. And my hope is that we can really look at the ways that the arts, in the broadest sense, I mean, in the 21st century with, with digital media, for example, but also just in terms of the art... Uh, a really rapid rise and uh, strengthening of arts engagement with environmental issues, with social justice issues, to really be smart about how the art can contribute to growth management, how Fort Collins can actually, you know, in a way provide resources for the arts to enable them to offer the quality of life that people come here for the mountains, et cetera, but the quality of the art. A really good example of that is the B-Sharp program with the Fort Collins Symphony. And the Fort Collins Symphony collaborated with a CSU Alzheimer's research and then created this research project, which really basically demonstrated that participation in the life of a symphony, going to concerts, going to receptions, hearing the music, really had beneficial effects on people's health. And that kind of research isn't that well known, but actually it, it operates for everyone. The arts actually boost performance in schools. It basically is a bit of a glue that keeps our communities together. And I would like to see the arts play a more central role in that. Well, Kit, I can't wait to meet you face to face during Startup Week. Yeah, me too. It's going to be really exciting. It's, it's great. Uh, I'm very excited to see you know, not only Startup Week continuing, because I went last year, it was fantastic, but to see so many more arts uh, panels and, and sessions 
on. It's very exciting. Thank you so much, Kit. This has been a, a great interview. Okay. Well, thank you. All right. Talk soon. Okay. Yeah. All right. Too. Bye. Take care. Bye. Our guest is Mike Barron, the creator of Nexus and Badger. Mike, hello. Hello. Your session is going to be Thursday, March 1st. Yes. The current worlds of illustration, graphic novels, cartoons, and comics. Yes, I'm going to be joined by Greg Dueller, who's a head designer at Disney for uh, Phineas and Ferb. So, and Greg knows all about animation and cartooning. I'm glad you're doing a Startup Week session. What do you hope that people can get out of coming to Startup Week? Uh, well, I'm going to talk about uh, graphic literature. Uh, how it works and uh, its strengths and its weaknesses. We may know them as comics, but uh, we call most of them are circulated now as as graphic novels, which is a fancy word, a big collection of comics in a hardbound setting. But now graphic novels have come into their own. They're no longer based on serial comics like Batman or or, uh, Spider-Man, but the shelves at Barnes & Noble are overflowing with original graphic novels that are often autobiographical from every imaginable place, like Waltz with Bashir, which was a Persian graphic novel, or Bill Griffith's memory of his mother's affair with a famous cartoonist. It's called Hidden Ink. It's another wonderful graphic novel. There are so many, and, and a lot of them are being optioned for films right now. The films that they tend to option are based on real simple translatable ideas because that's what movie makers like. But graphic literature can be used for many things. The armed forces have used them for decades to instruct soldiers on things like how to uh, dismantle a weapon, care for it, and put it back together, and proper procedure in the field. I've worked on a lot of educational graphic products for various businesses like a credit union or a Popeye's Chicken. We did one for them. Uh, And some uh, are local for uh, companies like insurance companies that are trying to transmit difficult ideas simply, and, and comics lend themselves to that. That's wonderful. If there was something you could tell a attendee of Startup Week, what would you advise them or give them as inspiration? If you have a story to tell, I'm going to tell you the most important thing about that, which is what's your story about? And that's the question everyone gets asked. And when you get asked that question, you have to be ready. You have to prepare your answer in advance so that it's not only succinct, but entertaining and makes the reader want to hear more. That's wonderful. What would you say is the vision that you have for Fort Collins? You know, I like Fort Collins as it is. I'm thrilled that they've built a new bike trail that connects us with Loveland because I'm a big biker. You know, I think Fort Collins is is going along just fine. Uh, I don't think the city council needs a foreign policy. They should stick to to fixing the potholes. But other than that, I think Fort Collins is on the right track. We're obviously a, a tech center. I mean, so many technical innovations start here. And it's also an early adapter city. And by that, I mean the people I know, many friends of mine are very quick to pick up on new technology and use it. That's great. Is there someone that you would like to recognize in the Fort Collins community for their hard work and efforts? Well, karate instructors and Luann Yi, who run Karate West, uh, are, are two of the most selfless people I've ever known. And, and they, they hold multiple fundraisers every year for uh, realities for children. And they're having one uh, coming up in a week or two for St. Jude's Children's Hospital. So I think uh, the Yees ought to be recognized for that. And also my wife, Ann, who's just a world-class networker. And and she gets people jobs because she knows every job up and down the the front range. And uh, she's gotten countless people jobs. That's great. At the Yees, yeah. Thank you for taking the time and jumping on this call with me. You're welcome.
I'm on the line with Sarah Dernal, who is the co-owner of Maple Street Music Agency, a management company for professional musicians. She's on a panel called Pack the Effing Room. Sarah, hello. Hi. Thanks for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm really glad you're here because this is probably one of my favorite, most descriptive session names that's going on during Startup Week. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, definitely creative. <laughs> yes, the creatives are going to know. Oh, I know what this one's about. <laughs> what would you say is your hope that attendees get out of attending your session? Well, I'm hoping that there's um, obviously there's going to be a lot of musicians who are looking to improve their show attendance by the name of the session, obviously. And I'm hoping that they get out of it more than just the standard advice of doing posters and Facebook giveaways for sharing. What I'm hoping they'll take away is that it's um, necessary to truly work every show from booking to advancing to the follow-up of the show. And really going to, I know that I'm personally going to encourage bands and musicians to treat the, their music like a business, not a hobby. Of course, it's good. If, it's okay if it's their second job. But when you put yourself in the mindset of being a professional, it's easy. It's, it's much easier to, to get your mind around how much work it is to, to be playing a show. Awesome. And what would you hope attendees of Startup Week get in general? So there's going to be over 130 sessions. There's going to be something of all kinds of variety of interests and topics. What do you hope attendees get out of the Fort Collins Startup well, Week? Well, more than anything, there's going to be an underlying message, you know, of the you can do it attitude and um, hope people who especially those people who maybe be at a crossroads and be getting burnt out of being an entrepreneur because that happens. Um, they just find some inspiration and some ideas to really um, keep going and make it happen and improve. Awesome. And Sarah, if you could share with us one of your top lessons learned from your experience and your career, what would you share with us? Oh, holy cow. <laughs> it, is, <laughs> it is a constant learning curve. Uh, there is no magic formula in the music business. As soon as you think you have something figured out, it's going to change. So my biggest uh, lesson has been to be very organized and to really keep track of what you're doing and making sure you're consistent and being flexible because things change, venues change, um, the climate changes, and uh, really what people are looking for changes. And technology is changing just as fast as we're learning it. What would you say is your hope for the future of Fort Collins? I need to get those in line for what I think is really going to happen. Um, right now, mus musicians need to up their games because there is a market saturation happening. And the most talented, most talented people need to be the ones who are showcased. So my hope is that the most talented bands, the most talented musicians rise to the top because they're also the best business people. What is currently happening is sometimes just the best business people aren't necessarily working on their craft enough. Not really to say that there's, there's mediocre musicians out there, but I've seen so much talent. And just because they're not acting as much like business people as they need to, they're not getting, getting the recognition they deserve. 
Yeah, it reminds me of uh, Michael Gerber's E-Myth, where he talks about we're so busy being the technician, there's no one leading the helm of the overall organization. And even musicians, your music is the business. It really is. So being able to wear the hats, really, that really resonates. You know, there is nothing wrong with a band uh, or a musician who's willing to work for beer and pizza and really just wants it to be their hobby and they play every couple of months and have a good time. Uh, but I do think that the time for that uh, is going to come, is going to draw to a close simply because there's so many bands out there. It's going to be harder and harder to get gigs if you don't have a professional presence. Sarah, we are out of time, but this has been wonderful. I can't wait to see you face to face. Wonderful. Thank you. Bye. I'm on the line with Stephen Dormaskin, who is founder and CEO of Spec Drums. Stephen, welcome to the Fort Collins Startup Week podcast. Hey, yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for having me. So, Stephen, can you tell me a little bit about what you hope people get from attending your session? Yeah, I hope that I can kind of like share my lessons about developing a music tech product, like specifically like a hardware product. What is it? Sure. So, Spectrums are they're app connected rings that they simply turn colors into sounds. So the the point of it is you can then turn like any object into an interactive instrument. So meaning you could like color your own piano or you could play drums on your clothes. And that's wow. what it is. And we Yeah, and, and we just had a Kickstarter campaign in the summer, which got funded actually over twelve times our goal. So we've really been working to finish our manufacturing and we're updating our app and we're about to we're about to fulfill all of our orders, which is pretty exciting, but... Congratulations. Definitely learned a lot along the way, so I hope I can share that and also just uh, get people to know more about Spectrums um, since we're a Boulder company, so it's kind of trying to spread the word. What do you feel is, on a bigger stage, what do you hope people get out of Startup Week in general? There's going to be over 130 sessions, jam-packed. Well, for me, I guess I can kind of relate it. When I first moved to Boulder, I, I went to Denver Startup Weekend. That was a, around a year ago. I guess it really helped because I really got kind of plugged into the entrepreneurship community. So I hope that it's kind of the same thing in Fort Collins, being meet other entrepreneurs and do a lot of networking. Plus, like learn a lot from all like the speakers and all the different events. If they're kind of just getting into entrepreneurship, I think it's a really good learning experience. Awesome. And what would you tell a first-time Startup Week attendee? What would you be their advice to them? I would say that so it's really, I think it's good to plan out like what you want to be seeing. Kind of plan out the day before you get there because there's so many different things to choose from. And yeah, just do, do a lot of networking because you end up meeting like a lot, of, a lot of other entrepreneurs there. And for me, it was a great networking experience. Awesome. What do you hope for the future of Northern Colorado? Yeah, I just, I just hope that it continues. So part of the reason I moved here was because it's a really great entrepreneurship community. So I just hope that it continues to grow. And yeah, especially in, like, in regards to like new tech and hardware. Thanks for listening to Startup Foco Podcast. If you like our show and want to know more, check out startupfoco.com. Four Column Startup Week this year is February 23rd to March 2nd. Sign up for our newsletter and join us for our next podcast episode when we talk founders and food.